Welcome to the MedTech Talent Lab, the number one catalyst for advancing careers and building high-performance teams. Sponsored by the Anthony Michael Group, helping companies secure in-demand talent in regulatory affairs, quality, clinical, engineering, R&D, and other areas for medical device, digital health, diagnostics, and other organizations across the U.S. life sciences sector. Here's your host, Mitch Robbins. Hey, hey, another episode here on the MedTech Talent Lab. It is uh, your host, Mitch Robbins, the founder and managing director at the Anthony Michael Group, where we help organizations across MedTech to build high-performing teams. Uh, joined, as always, by uh, Adam Sapi here from the firm, as well as our good uh, friends and colleagues, Nick Swig, the director of talent acquisition from Collegium Pharmaceuticals, and Shandon Hayes, who is currently doing a contract with a company. How do you say it, Shandon? Pulmonics? Pulmonics. Pulmonics. Uh, both of these guys, uh, tenured recruiters in their own right, they are kind enough to join us on most weeks, actually, to give us their two cents from the other side of the desk, so to speak, on the inside. Today, I am happy to say, I believe, I'm going to triple check here, but we should be broadcasting live on LinkedIn. We're doing a, sh yep, here we are. We're doing a show each and every Wednesday, 11 o'clock Pacific, 2 o'clock Eastern, all on uh, a different topic related to talent, whether it's how do you build your high-performing team? How do you retain your employees? How do you uh, look for new career opportunities? Interviewing, you name it, anything that relates to talent, especially within the medtech industry, this is your one-stop shop for tips, tricks, and strategies. If you are with us live here on the show on LinkedIn, leave a comment, say, hey, I'm here. We're going to address your questions uh, before the end of the show. Today's topic is five ways to network yourself into a new job. And we thought with the time that we have allotted for the show, roughly 20, 25 minutes, we're going to give you some uh, real life actionable strategies that you can start to leverage immediately outside of applying online uh, onto the job boards through the tedious, what I call tedious application process, or outside of waiting for a third party headhunter to show up with, with your dream job. How do you be proactive and really network your way into the job that you ideally want? And so guys, Without further ado, welcome to the show. How's everybody doing? Doing great, doing well. Much. Fantastic, yeah. Thank you, as always, for being here. I'm going to pull up the uh, the feed here and try to mute it so that I can do both here at one time. I need an assistant to help me here to kind of manage the stream. But uh, until we get there, we are going to rock and roll. Guys, who wants to start and kind of throw out one actionable strategy uh, that can help folks today figure out how to better network themselves? Well, I, th I think that if you're somebody that is looking to get into some digital media and you're willing to partner with an industry legend, you could reach out to Mitch and ask if you can help be his assistant for these lives um, and these podcasts. So shameless plug there, right? <laughs> bonus tip that we were not expecting. Bonus tip uh, right there. <laughs> Uh, that's great. That's great. Nick, start us off, man. Give uh, Thank you, Shandon. I appreciate that. Uh, you're too kind. But Nick, give us uh, give us something that the audience is going to salivate over. What do you got? Yeah, I think and we were talking a little bit before the show that um, first is really setting expectations in terms of what is networking really going to drive. And I think there are some folks that have the impression that networking is something that is a short-term payoff, and it doesn't often, right? These are relationships that you're building, nurturing, fostering over the course of um, a long period of time. And 
Um, I, I was telling you know you earlier that I used to go to a lot of these in-person networking events back before the, the COVID world, right? We live in a different world today. And I met tons of people. And many of those people are people that I didn't maintain relationships, didn't have positions for. But there were also a good number of people that over the years that followed, I absolutely did. And so I, I think if you think about networking as an investment, right? Um, you're not going to go into the stock market thinking you're going to triple your money tomorrow. That's not how an investment works typically. And, and think about it for that longer term payoff. Certainly, there are strategies that are going to work in the shorter term more effectively and other strategies that will work better in the longer term. But putting time into all of the strategies, I think, really has a long payoff uh, over the course of your career. Yeah, I think you make a good point there. So today, with some of the strategies that we're going to roll out, there's it's kind of like if you think about sales and marketing, right? Marketing is the long play. Sales is the conversion play, right? And so we're going to try and give you some strategies that hopefully can blend the two together. Some things that will hopefully get you some quick wins and some other things that if you're listening to this now and you're not in dire straits and you're thinking about, hey, maybe later this year, I'm going to start to want to consider new opportunities. Maybe I should start to implement some of these strategies they're referring to now to start almost like a drip effect where you're nurturing these relationships and warming them up. So we're going to try to combine both. You know, with that said, one of the fastest potential wins for you is to leverage your former supervisors that you have good relationships with or former colleagues that you've worked with and either confidentially, depending on your circumstance, as far as how much you want people to know or publicly, let them know what your plans are. You could pick their brains as far as um, the types of opportunities that they've heard about. Maybe recruiters have called them recently with opportunities that you don't know about, that they passed on, but you may be a great fit for and they weren't even thinking about you because they thought that what you were doing, you were uh, copacetic with, you can try and articulate to them the types of opportunities that you want to know about going forward so that they can be your eyes and ears in the marketplace as well. So that's really a great start. If you haven't stayed in contact, obviously warm up the uh, the conversation maybe with um, some value where you can, like we always talk about, but that's a great start. And um, what else comes to mind? I agree with you wholeheartedly. You know, I think the two quotes that come to my mind when networking is, you know, your network is your net worth. It's a little bit cheesy, but I think there is some truth to it. And then it's, you know, it's not what you know, it's who you know. And I think there's a ton of truth in that. And so, yeah, I agree with you. The quickest win is go to somebody who can vouch for your work. And and there's a lot of boomerang hires, as, as Nick and Shannon know better than I do. You reach out to a former boss and and you say, hey, here's my situation. Maybe I was just part of a layoff. Maybe I'm more receptive or open-minded to different types of roles now than I had been. Hey, you're getting a sale on me because I'll take a, a lower level position and you know I can do a good job. And then, boom, that might be a quick win for you to get your foot back in the door or you're, you're leveraging their outside network. So, you know, for those reasons, I, I definitely think that's a great one. You know, and then I think, you know, friends of friends, you know, especially if you're targeting specific companies, LinkedIn's a great way to do this. Hey, I'm connected with so-and-so they're connected with the hiring manager. So, hey, so-and-so that I used to work with, could you, would you, you know, butter them up? Would you be so kind as to introduce me to that person? I'll take it from there. I'll try to sell myself, you know, and, and have that conversation. But if you would be so kind as to at least say, hey, I worked with Bob way back when, and they're a good, they're a good person, and they are a good mechanical engineer, I thought the two of you should get to know each other. And then and then go from there. I think that's a great inroad as, as well. And to your point, Absolutely. Alan, uh, don't be Sri afraid is, to be really specific in your ask because you know it's like yeah. 
hey, like, yeah, right there, Adam, you just wrote the warm intro for this person. Like you're making yeah. it easy for him. Yeah. Adam, did you mention the, the LinkedIn piece of that? I didn't hear you if you did. Yeah, I was just saying LinkedIn's a nice way to know because you 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 can see mutual connections, but also, hey, this person that I know well is connected with that person as a, I think they call it a second or third connection in, in the LinkedIn world. So you can do a warm note. One, you can just send it to them both and, and, and just say that, you know, that I always recommend reaching out to the person first, and then they can send a joint LinkedIn message, you know, Bob, me, Carrie, Carrie, me, Bob, and then here's the situation. And then you just run from there. That feature is really powerful because it's I've awesome. got in my network that will reach out. Hey, I saw you're connected with Bobby so-and-so. Do you yep. actually know him or is that one of those, you know, loose connections that we've never actually met because we all have those two. And just you know, very simple. Any chance you can make an introduction? I think he's got a position open I'm interested in. And it's a layup for me. It takes me four seconds. And I'll just throw in the plug that when you are looking for a new job, when you're pretty secure and you're happy and people from your network are reaching out with these requests, part of networking is helping, right? So if somebody asks you for one of these introductions, um, don't just ignore the email, even if it's yeah. someone you don't know. You know, get back to your connection. Hey, I don't actually know this person, so I wouldn't feel comfortable introducing you. But it's it's a two-way street. And I, I think, Mitch, you said it, uh, or Adam did, as far as initially adding that value, there's been sort of a lack of contact over the long term. So somebody put it best to me years ago, and I wish I could give credit, but I don't remember who it was. You want to think about, I guess, life in general as deposits and withdrawals, like a bank account. And you want to look at the scope of how you show up in life as, am I depositing more into people's bank accounts or am I withdrawing more? And especially when it comes to networking, it's a fine balance. You want to try and give as much as you can so that people feel that like that reciprocation just kind of makes natural sense. And you don't want to necessarily always be just the taker, right? And so to Nick's point, you got to find ways to give back, whether it's, you know, you just found out about uh, a, a um, newsletter that helps quality professionals on a weekly basis understand quality compliance better. And you're asking your network for help as far as quality networking. Hey, maybe that's a piece of value that they, it could be useful to them right then and there. But the point is, it's a give and take and think about that as far as deposits and withdrawals. When Adam mentioned about leveraging uh, mutual connections on LinkedIn and asking for that warm introduction, make people's lives as easy as possible when you're asking them to do something. So either Nick or Adam said, hey, craft that introduction. Craft what, what would you want them to say on your behalf so that the work is done and all they got to do is literally hit send and you're, yeah. you're asking for their help but making it as easy as possible. Guys, if you're joining us live here on LinkedIn, it's the MedTech Talent Lab podcast. We're here each and every week with uh, topics, all things talent related. My name is Mitch Robbins. I'm the uh, managing director and the founder at a search firm called the Anthony Michael Group, helping companies across uh, MedTech to build high-performing teams. If you are struggling with this networking idea um, and you've got questions that you'd love us to answer live on the show, simply drop it in the comments. We'll answer them here uh, live on the show. If you feel more comfortable sending a DM, we can always address it offline as well. We want to try to, speaking of value, give you as much as we can while we are here. So, so far we've talked about leveraging your former colleagues and your former supervisors as a go-to source. We've talked about mutual connections on LinkedIn. What's a third one that you guys would like to say as far as a networking opportunity to land yourself a new job? Yeah, I think- I was gonna say, if you don't mind, I'll just piggyback on what you had yeah. just said with the deposits and withdrawals. 
one, you want to tactfully, hey, I owe you one. I owe you a coffee or beer or dinner, whatever it is. But also remind them, you know, hopefully fill in the blank company still has that referral program. I'm very much looking forward to putting your name down there so you get credit for it, i.e. money or recognition, whatever that is. But also hopefully I come in and do a great job and make you look good in front of your boss or your boss's boss too. Just kind of a subtle way to to make sure, hey, I'm asking you for help. Obviously that's apparent, but I also want it to be mutually beneficial. But yeah, so I just wanted to add down that. I think LinkedIn groups, I think professional associations are great. We were, the four of us were talking off, yeah. offline, you know, like RAPS is one that's a big deal in our world, regulatory affairs, professionals or RAC certification, things like that. Those are all like-minded people that you can bounce ideas off of, ask for help, network with in terms of what are new opportunities out there, who's hiring, who has heard of other opportunities, because they're all get hounded by recruiters too. Hey, we're not hiring, but I know factually this company is because I've gotten three phone calls about it and they, you know, people chime in and, and snowball that way. I think that's a great win for people that are directly in your world. Yeah. You took the words right out of my mouth, Adam. I'm I think- sorry, Shannon. It's the <laughs> great minds think alike, right? I stole your thunder. Yeah, no, and looking into the groups and recognizing, you know, like groups in real life, not all of the LinkedIn groups are, um, you know, really jumping and might be some kind of, you know, stale information. So keep looking um, and look outside of LinkedIn. Um, you know, there are a lot of different yeah. areas where you can join groups and and make it this is all about making connections with like-minded people right yeah and so you know don't don't be afraid to explore and go down the rabbit hole maybe say hey instead of this you know 10 minutes i'm going to spend scrolling on facebook i'm going to do this on linkedin or in this area or i'm going to do a search for some of the local chapters of my local you know whatever association specialty professional association i think that snowballs too i want i just want to make a comment real quick about linkedin groups that maybe many people don't necessarily know is when you're part of the same group as possible prospects that you want to network you can send as many messages as you want on in the group as long as you guys are in the same exact group linkedin now has capped you as far as how many connections you can make each week as far as actual connection requests don't ask me why. Don't ask, we won't get into that. But leveraging the groups is an alternative where you can really be able to message people at scale. Now, clearly, you're not going to spam people. You're not going to just copy, paste, copy, paste, copy, paste. But be as thoughtful as you can as far as why do I want to reach out to this person? What do I have to offer? And what am I trying to expect back? And try to baby step it uh, to the best of your ability. What were you going to say, Shandon? Sorry. I, I think I, think I was, was just oh, trying you, to jump sorry. in to say a lot of times those snowball too. So, hey, if you're in, let's say, women in engineering, sometimes you'll get invited. And I've hearing this happen a lot. Well, hey, would you consider being part of our black and Hispanic engineer group? And, and you know, whatever is relevant to you. And then those can snowball in. And now you you drill down more and more niche. Sometimes, as we know, with networking, if you're if you're speaking with and networking with eight people that are really dialed in, that's more effective in many cases than 10,000 people that are loosely related. You know, I'm not going to unfortunately probably add much value to to the Amazon guy, you know, but somebody in our space where it's really uh, drilled in, drilled down, uh, hopefully I can add a lot more value. Three and uh, Atrayi, I apologize if I'm pronouncing your name wrong. Thanks for being here live. Thanks for uh, for showing up and saying hello. We will definitely get to your questions, I promise you. And anybody else who's here live, feel free to drop a comment. Let us know that you're here. Let us know that if this is helpful, questions that you have. Shannon, what's uh, number four on the list as far as uh, networking opportunities? You had mentioned something offline that I wanted you to 
talk about, and I'll kind of lead you to the water. Yeah, about, lead me to it because I didn't piece. write it down and I forgot. <laughs> the, 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 the trainings piece? Oh, yeah. So, you know, especially if you're somebody that is really a continuous learner and maybe going to these networking events, it's not your jam. Think about the trainings that you go to and make connections, whether it's an in-person training or a virtual training. Like make note of the people that are in your class and maybe, hey, can we connect and chat afterwards? Because I'd love to, you know, I'd love to have somebody to just debrief, debrief with and like process and and download everything, you know, and, and that can help to And one, it'll build your longer term network, too. It's good practice, right? Because most of us aren't actively networking. Um, And three, that's a that's a good soft lead into, you know, asking for if you're actively looking for a role. So classes are really, really great way, especially if they're specialty classes that are within your um you know, professional area of expertise, really great way to meet people and to expand, you know, your, you know, whatever the six degrees of Kevin Bacon (laughs) that uh, we all seem to have. You know, and the the piece that I want to comment on about the trainings is oftentimes when you're talking about external trainings, a lot of times it's put on by consultants who are, that's their way in as far as adding value to an organization's team by demonstrating their expertise. And then hopefully they get hired for a project down the line. Um, or it's a it's some sort of, let's just say, software company that's putting on a training. Or the point is, these people are super highly networked. That's part of their yeah. job more often than not. And so it's going to be up to you not only to show up to the training, because you're going to get probably a lot of value from being there in the first place, but you've got to be proactive as far as networking with that particular person who's leading the webinar or leading the training, explaining what you do, asking how you can you know be of help to them and giving the ask, what is the ask? Hey, here's what I'm trying to do with my career. What suggestions do you have? Who do you think I should meet? And leveraging that as kind of a snowball effect from there. Those people are gold. They're gold. They are gold and they want to help you because it makes them look good. And, and it, you know, that's what they're there to do. And they feel like it will help close the deal, whatever they're selling you a seminar or a book or training module, whatever it is. Um, but, and I think, yeah, those live events, those, you know, whether it's, uh, hey, I'm going to a med tech event, I'm going to EUMDR event somewhere, you're going to be in the same room, literally, with a lot of the people that you would want to work with or for. And I think, Shandon, you had mentioned even like, hey, a ro- maybe you're a mechanical engineer, you're going to a robotics club, you know, th- things like yeah. that are indirectly impacting you, putting you in conversations with with the people that you could potentially work with and work for, so. I, I feel like there's a ton of value there. And, you know, as an introverted person, I think you were saying too, I don't like to get up and hand business cards and do my 30 second elevator pitch, but one is probably pretty good practice for us. But that's, again, that's not necessarily what net, all of networking is. I think that that piece of it maybe gets a, a bad rap, but uh, there's definitely a lot of, you know, friends helping each other, uh, friends helping friends out. I mean, that's another way to yeah. say networking. I mean, that's, we're just trying to help each other uh, get through right now. Yeah, I would just include the digital world too. I know we're kind of yeah. talking about those in-person trainings, but the truth is um, I was just in a, a training by Gartner, which is a, an HR firm. And, you know, the content was very good, but of course the side conversations were just as good, if not better, right? Um, people sharing yeah. resources on how do you uh, run a job description for a gender decoder? How can you mm. do, you know, all these cool things and, one of my habits is towards the end, not at the very end, kind of within the last four or five minutes, you know, hey, thanks everybody for the great ideas. Here's my LinkedIn profile if anyone wants to connect. And I will typically get anywhere between 10 to 30 people reaching out from that specific course that 
may not deliver value today, but again, those are going to be part of my network for the long term. So I think both the in-person trainings as well as the webinars, there's tons of free webinars out there. You know, if you've got time, jump on them. Yeah. So guys, I'm going to summarize what we've spoken about and kind of get throw out uh, the number five to, to uh, put a bookend on, on these strategies for today. One is uh, we've talked about networking or excuse me, reaching back out to your former supervisors and colleagues. Number two, leveraging your connections on LinkedIn to figure out who they're connected to that you ideally want to speak with and seeing if you can create an opportunity for a warm introduction, teeing it up for the person you're asking to be the liaison by trying to craft that upfront message. Number three was the trainings or no, what did I miss? We talked about the trainings as number four. What was the LinkedIn groups? Thank and, you. LinkedIn um, groups. And LinkedIn professional groups, associations. Um, getting yep. to industry groups where tons of your prospective hiring managers are going to be, colleagues from the industry. And once you're in those groups, you're able to message who you want at scale within the same group. Number four, like we just said, was in-person and digital trainings, webinars, events that you can attend and stick your neck out and introduce yourself, especially to the ones that are leading those trainings. I'm going to say number five would be consistently building your LinkedIn network of new connections. And what I would do, especially when you're not necessarily under the gun, is I would set aside a piece of time each and every week to read industry news, go to major sources of news for your industry, the latest happenings, who's getting funding, who's coming out with new products, who, whatever it may be for, for your industry. In our world, in, in med tech, you know, reach out to us and we could give you six to 10 different sites that would be super beneficial right away for you. Yeah. But then start to try and build your, your dream list of who are the, either the people or the types of organizations I want to stay focused on and connected with and start introducing yourself to those people. It doesn't have to be about a job, but how can you start to introduce yourself and almost start nurturing a whole new network so that you're never caught flat footed if and when you need it, right? If you're on the flip side of this coin and you're like, hey, I need a job yesterday. Okay, well, great. Now more of your time can be invested into this anyways. You're doing the exact same things, just doubling down on the time that you're doing it. Does yeah. that make sense? Yeah. And, and to piggyback on that, I think one of the easiest ways, especially if you're in that, that first category that you mentioned, you're, you're currently employed, is start connecting with everybody that you work with in your company. You know, that's one of the number one things that I see is a huge, huge opportunity for people because you never know when those additional connections may come back. We were talking offline. Yeah. Um, I've got somebody that I worked with five years ago, you know, didn't hire her. She's looking to make a change in, you know, her career uh, specialty. And, you know, so we're, we're, re she's reconnecting with me to, to talk about that because she's looking for her next job. If I hadn't gone through and really started to, you know, pinpoint, oh, you work here, you work here, you work here. I want to know everybody. And, oh, I met somebody in the office today. We had, you know, back in the day when we were all in the office, you know, they're new. I haven't met them. I'm going to send them connection requests on LinkedIn. Yep. Right on. Guys, uh, if you've joined us live on LinkedIn, thanks so much for uh, for the attention. We understand that you could be anywhere and you chose to be here today. Thank you. If you're new to the show, it's the MedTech Talent Lab podcast. Each and every week, we put out a new episode, 11 o'clock Pacific, 2 o'clock Eastern. Uh, we're going to be broadcasting pretty consistently here on LinkedIn, all things talent related. My name is Mitch Robbins. I run a search from the Anthony Michael Group, helping organizations in MedTech to build high-performing teams. Adam Sapi joins me every week from the firm and Nick and Shannon are here on a regular basis as well. Secondly, if you haven't checked out the actual show, 
on Spotify or iTunes or Stitcher, Google Podcasts, wherever you consume content. I've had the fortunate opportunity to interview so many different leaders from across the industry, and we continue to roll that through now uh, as well with their perspectives straight from the industry, almost 70 episodes out there. So go check them out. And uh, last but not least, I had promised that we would address some questions from the audience. One of the questions is, what about when you are currently in a job? How do you maintain your network? I think we hopefully address some of that, but do you guys have any other perspectives? Let me just, I guess, set the stage a little bit more. I think what you're saying is, okay, look, I'm in, happy in my job, but I don't want to lose ground. I constantly want to continue to keep my network fresh and, and really kind of leverage it as needed. I think, I try, it, I apologize. I really don't mean to botch your name, <laughs> but if you want to provide any clarification, in the meantime, I'm going to kind of hand it over to these guys and, and have their perspective. Well, I think like what Shandon do. said, oh, go for it. Well, I was just going to say, um, oftentimes you'll get trainings or uh, different resources that come across your desk. And uh, for example, I saw just the other day a training around compensation, and it just occurred to me to pop a note over to uh, one of my contacts who I've known for you know some time. Hey, saw this, was thinking of you, hope you're well. You know, I added maybe eight words to that message. I didn't set any obligation that she'd have to attend or anything like that, but to just bring value to her by um, passing along some information that I'd receive. And she does the same thing with me when it's more talent acquisition focused. So I think a great way to continue building your network while you are working and not necessarily looking is when you see that email that you don't want or don't need for yourself, pause, just think, who in my network might want to know about this? And take that one step of sharing. Yeah. And I think in addition to, you know, network, making sure that you're connected, LinkedIn is obviously, you know, a powerhouse and free tool for you to use for networking. But other than the people that work for your current employer, are there outside vendors that you work with on a regular basis or that like you're starting to work with when you meet them, you know, hey, send, drop them a request. Hey, I you know, great conversation with you today. I'm really excited to work on blah, blah, blah project. Would like to have you in my LinkedIn network. 100%. And I was just going to say, yeah, Shandon had a good point. It's so funny how many people are not connected with the folks they work with. So I, and I think it's like, well, why? That's weird. Why am I going to send Nick a, a LinkedIn request? I sit 10 feet from the guy. He's going to be like, what the heck? You know, like you're texting somebody next to each other on a bus or airplane or something. But you should do that because people move around. But also you have this spider web effect. So since Nick and I are connected, somebody else saw me and they go, hey, you know, Nick, I've known that guy forever. He's awesome. And you're like, yeah, he is awesome. How can I help you? And, and it goes that way. Um, but also, you know, how, I would recommend getting LinkedIn on your phone, uh, the app. That way, when you're at these events, you're just sitting there and you just send, you know, an invite to everyone sitting at the table. Because if you're like, oh, I'll wait till I get to the hotel. I'll wait till I get back to the office. It doesn't happen. We used to have, you know, you'd go through a big stack of business cards and then throw them in a drawer. And to Mitch's point, they would just sit there and nothing gets done. So at least get that invite out while it's top of mind. They'll accept it right there. And then that way you're in their world. If you start seeing mutual connections, that's probably a good indicator that I should know this person. I've sent those messages out before. Like, I can't tell you how many times I've seen your name as a mutual connection, probably like the seventh time this week. I think the universe is telling us we should probably at least know each other. I, you know, hey, here's who I am. Feel free to consult our 19 mutual connections and here their names are. That's all a warm intro. They're always going to accept your invite. Um, and then that just, you know, continues to snowball there. Follow influencers that you like, whether that's Indra Nui, Tony Robbins, you know, whoever it is, things you follow, because that will help the algorithms find other people like that as well. 
um, that follow that or are in those groups. And then, uh, yeah, I would just say, you know, continue to, to spread your network and follow companies as well. Uh, that's a good way to network. So, yeah, I think so LinkedIn is such a powerful we- tool, like you said, Shannon, at no cost. Yeah, little piggyback on that. If you're following somebody and you like a post or something, make a quick comment. You never know when you're going to start a conversation with somebody or respond to somebody else's comment, right. you know, connection yep. request. Hey, you know, Tag really them. love the way yeah. you think, would like to stay connected. Yep. yep. Simple. Guys, Hopefully thanks so much. Question. Really appreciate the participation and the value that you guys offer weekly. The last thing I guess I would just close with is think about the people in your life who seem to always be there to give, always seem to be there to help, always seem to be, you know, willing to put their stuff aside to to lend a hand and do your best to try and do that when the pressure is not necessarily on you, you know, in times of need. Get on LinkedIn and engage with people's content. Like like Shandon said, become visible online. The algorithm will start to you'll start to train the algorithm about what you want in your feed based on what you're engaging with on a daily basis, because the algorithm will say, oh, this person wants to see more of this type of stuff. So then it's going to start showing up your feed. You're going to start to build like this kind of community within a community and then do your best, you know, even 10 minutes a week, just one person. What can I do for one person in my network this week? That goodwill, you can't imagine how far that's going to go. And especially when you're not up against the wall and you're gainfully employed you're going to start to, again, build these huge deposits. So God forbid, if you ever truly do need it, you've built up so much goodwill. And uh, hopefully that's a good message to end with. Thank you to you guys. Thanks to the live audience. And uh, we're going to be back next week with another topic, 11 o'clock Pacific, 2 o'clock Eastern. Thanks, guys. Thanks for listening to the MedTech Talent Lab podcast. For more content-rich episodes, log on to theanthonymichaelgroup.com or subscribe to the show on your favorite podcast platform.